What is up, what is up, what is up, y'all? It's another day, another time, and another week for Real Talk Monday. You guys, we are happy to be here with y'all. We do know we're running a little bit late, but, you know, technology messes up on us sometimes, so we have to make it do what it do. So we definitely wanted to come and give y'all a great show tonight. Hope y'all enjoy it. I got my sister Hannah here with me. How you doing, sis? I'm tired, but I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, and as y'all can clearly see, we got the Real Talk Monday t-shirts on tonight. Whoop, 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 whoop. We got our girl Tachi on with us. She'll be on here in a little bit, giving y'all a little bit of those uh, words of affirmation that you need to help you make it. And first off, before we go any further, before we go into the music, before we go into the prayer, we definitely want to let y'all know that tonight's show, this whole month show, every month, all month long, this show is sponsored by none other than, none other than Search Flow Boutique. You guys get with them. If you got an event that you're going to, get with Search Flow Boutique. If you have, uh, if you're going out on a date night, get with them. And I promise you, my sister at Search Flow Boutique will have you looking right. So you guys, all month long, every episode that y'all see, anything you see with Will Talk Monday on it, is sponsored by none other than Search Flow Boutique. Yo, Flo, and to my sister Flo and her partner, we appreciate you all. And uh, we are looking forward to more things coming as far as partnerships with you guys in the future. Y'all stay on the lookout. There's definitely more coming. So, you guys, y'all know how we always started out. We're going to start it off with a little bit of music, and then we're going to go into prayer. All right? So, let's go. And while the music's playing, y'all share this and let everybody know we'll talk Monday's on. That's all we got to do. We just got to make it, y'all. So now let's go into prayer and then we'll get into the roots back for the day. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for another day and another day's opportunity. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for all the doors that you have opened and all the ways that you have made. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for just being God and being God all by yourself. 
But looking beyond every last one of our faults and seeing what we stand in need of. Right now, Heavenly Father, we ask that you bless this show. Let it be, but you would have it to be. Ask you to get Hannah, myself, Tatiana, EJ, all of us out of the way and let your name get the glory, let your name get the honor, and let your name get the praise. For it's all about you and it's not about us at all. These men blessings and yes, I'm Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So at this time, y'all, a couple of quick announcements before we go further. We do want y'all to remember that on August the 13th, we are having what we call just kicking it with Will Talk Monday. That will be presented by Will Talk Monday on Clubhouse. My, our very own Minister EJ Bolton will be on the ones and twos at night DJing. So we know we're going to have a good time if he's on there DJing. Also, we're going to be doing some giveaways on that night too. So y'all stay tuned, get ready. We got my girl, Miss Lady Lynn, uh, radio DJ out of Chicago, Illinois, going to be emceeing that night. So you guys stay tuned, stay locked in, and let's keep going and let's go higher and higher. Yo, sis, I don't know. I'm ready to get into these topics. Are you ready, sis? I'm ready. All right, y'all. All right. So before we go any further, y'all always know, we always hit y'all with a little bit of roots facts. So we're going to hit y'all with the roots facts for today. On October the 31st, 1950, 21-year-old Earl Lloyd becomes the first African-American to play in an NBA game when he takes the court in the season opener for the Washington Capitals. Lloyd grew up in Jim Crow, Virginia, and went to West Virginia State, where he was a star of, all of the school's championship basketball team. He didn't know he'd be drafted by the NBA until he ran into a friend on campus and he told him she'd heard a rumor that he'd be moving to Washington. It turned out that the Capitals had picked him in the ninth round of the draft. Two other black players joined that season. The Celtics drafted Chuck Cooper in the second round. The New York Knicks got Nate Sweetwater Clifton from the Harlem Globetrotters. But the Knicks and Celtics didn't start their seasons until November. As a result, Lloyd became a clinical pioneer and the first black player to make his debut in the NBA. Joining an all-white team was immediating. Immediating Lloyd remembered, but his teammates must have whom had played on integrated college teams. Intimidating, Lloyd remembered, but his teammates with it, most had played on integrated college teams were immediately welcomed. Some fans, however, were less kind. As the announcer read the Capitals lineup on the first night of the season, a white man in a front row used a racial slur. After seven games with the Capitol, Lloyd was drafted into the military and sent to Korea for two years. When he returned to the United States, the Capitals had gone out of business, and so he went to play for Syracuse Nationals, who later became the Philadelphia 76ers. He wrapped up his nine-season career in Detroit. After he retired from playing, he stayed in the Motor City, serving as a scout and then as an assistant coach for the Pistons in 1970. He became the first full-time black head coach in the league. He coached the Detroit team for a year and then went on to work for the city 
in the police department and as a school administrator. He inducted, he was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame in 2003, and he died in 2015. Wow. And that is some boots facts for you guys. Um, you know, I wanted to give y'all a little something that we don't normally talk about as far as with the NBA or with sports, because a lot of the times, a lot of us don't even realize that, therefore, well, black players wasn't even allowed to play in the NBA for the longest time. But yet, and still, after a while, they ended up being able to. So, shout outs to Mr. Earl Lloyd for becoming the first black African American to play in the NBA. Sisters, you know what? I know that. And I can't believe that that just happened in 1950. Like, because, you know, people love basketball. And so that's, yeah, that is definitely interesting because that wasn't that long ago. Like, that was like when our mom and dad were born. So I'm quite amazed by the whole story. Right. Right. And it goes to show us that it's kind of funny how a lot of the times when we are reading these roots facts, these aren't things that had just happened randomly. These were things that was happening like years and years ago. These were things that was happening very recent. Like this wasn't too long ago that this happened. So true. And it gives us our history. And that's the thing. These are things, you know, we didn't learn, but we're learning and knowledge is power. And it's awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Knowledge is power. So, sis, before we get into the topic on the night, I'm gonna let you you introduce the new series that we got for them that we coming out with starting tonight. So sis, go on ahead. So we are doing, for the month of August, we are going to do COVID 2K21. And it's basically just going over various things that we've been through. We are still in the pandemic. I know we're not out. I don't believe that. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's just like, you know, unemployment, dating, breaking up, um, virtual school, virtual work, you know, we're just going to share perspectives of things that we both went through and just talk about that because it's just a really good way to wrap up the year and go into the quarter, the next quarter. Exactly. Exactly. And say that again, we are not out of this. We are not <laughs> like, look, I don't care what they say to y'all. We are not out of this. I just Stay bought new masks. Like for my daughter, I just got her all new masks for school because I felt like her head got a little, like, you know, it grew a little bit. So I was like, you know, what? it's a new year. So we got all new masks. Look, I just got a new mask. Like a new mask was just given to me just today. So look, look, yeah. I'm prepared. I'm prepared. I do. I try to buy my boyfriend a pack a month. <laughs> look. Look, you got to, you got to, yeah. you got to stay ready at all mm -hmm. times. So, y'all, tonight we hitting it off with uh, surviving unemployment during COVID. Mm. Now, <laughs> I definitely went through that. Giving you a little bit of backstory, just a little bit of history on it. Um, started my job in January, right before COVID got started. By April, <laughs> I was told I was no longer needed. Went from April to April. 
without really working. Working, but not really having steady work. An entire year? Like I worked, but it was like, I wasn't really like steady. It wasn't like, like a straight like, 40, you know, it was yeah. just like little, little, little ins and odd jobs. Yeah. Like, okay, oh, we'll wow. let you on for a little bit. And then, okay, look, we don't need you anymore. Like, dang. But and how long did you have that job before you got let go? Just curious. Uh, let's see. My old job that I had shut mm -hmm. down. Right. When they shut down, we had the option to go work from home. Mm -hmm. I took that option to go work from home. The company that I went with started with them in January. Mm -hmm. By April, they was telling me that they had hired too many people and I was no longer needed. Oh, wow. And even when I was working for that company, you guys, let me be real. At the end, when I was working for that company, my hours was sorry. Like, I was barely, like, one. the last paycheck I got from them, I think I maybe had, like, $15 on that paycheck. Oh, so they start cutting your hours before they let you go? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I oh, wasn't wow. even able to clock in. Like not able to clock in technical mm -hmm. issues. So like I would call in, like, yo, I got these technical issues. Well, there ain't even no need to be clocking in. Okay. So yeah. Like last time I but God. <laughs> and that's definitely what we're about to talk about tonight. So tonight I'm gonna let my sister ask me a little bit of the questions and then we'll go from there. Okay. So what did you do while you were unemployed? Ooh, man, number one, I prayed. I had to pray. <laughs> like, that was the only thing keeping me sane during that time. I prayed. Like, my relationship with God got so much stronger during that point. Because at that point, I found out, okay, money gums and money goes. But God is always going to be here. God is always going to provide. Even when I was at my lowest point, one thing I could always say was, God didn't fail me one time. And I'm thankful for that. Another thing that I did was uh, I focused on improving myself. I didn't stay down. I focused on improving myself. Okay, what can I do to make myself better to make sure that this don't happen again? Okay, you got me first time, but guarantee you, let me make sure that I get to that point to where I don't never have to worry about that happening again. Third thing that I did, I worked on my brand. This one over here will tell you there was nonstop working on that on my brand. I was doing this nonstop. Like every week I'm coming out with something new because I'm like, I don't have nothing else to do at this point. So if I ain't got nothing else to do, let me break on myself and get to the point to where I can get to that point to where I can employ other people to where nobody else has to go through what I'm going through. Be my own boss. So that's some of the things that I did. Okay. So what did it teach you? <laughs> Not to be scared to ask for help. It definitely taught me that. Let me be real, y'all. I used to wear that Superman cape on my back. Oh, I'm Superman. I don't need no help. I can handle this on my own. I got this. I got this. 
I can handle all this on my own. No, I'm not. I'm not Superman. I can't handle it on my own. I can't do this on my own. I need God. I need God's help. I need his providence. I need his wisdom. I need his guidance. I need all of that. That's the only way that I'm going to make it. Secondly, be open to change. It taught me to not be scared to try something new. Not to be scared to step out and do something new. Case in point, everything that I'm doing right now came from the simple fact that the district that I'm involved in, which I'm the dean over, had a pull-up and praise youth revival. During that youth revival, I stopped and I was able to watch people just stop in the middle of the road and just get the word of God. So at that point, what it showed me was, you know what? Things are changing. They're not going to the four walls anymore to get the word of God. So if they're not coming to the four walls, let's bring the word of God to them. So it's taught me not to be scared of saints, to be open to it, to realize that saints isn't always a bad thing, to realize that, yo, another thing that it taught me was to set my circle, set who I'm surrounding myself with. If who I'm surrounding myself with is not pushing me to be better, why do I need them? If you happy with the status quo, yo, that's cool. That's on you. But I'm not happy with that. So because I'm not happy with that, and and you are, yo, we can be cool, but I can't be around you 24-7. Because then what's going to happen is I'm going to become complacent. I'm become happy with the status quo just like you are. I can't do that. I've got to know that there's better out here for me. i got to know, and i got to stay pushing. I'm not only doing this for me. I'm doing this for my future family that I'm going to have. I'm trying to create generational wealth over here. So if I'm trying to create generational wealth, I can't be just stagnant doing the same old, same old, doing the same status quo. You can't. If COVID-19 taught us anything, it taught us that our jobs, a lot of them, are not a necessity. It taught us at any given moment they can set this down Mm -hmm. and tell us they don't need us anymore. So if they can do that, why are we not focusing on bettering ourselves and getting ourselves to that point to where we are our own boss and we get to that point to where we're creating income for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Why are we doing that? And it taught me that life isn't fair. Let me be real with (laughs) y'all. Man, when I first got let go from that job, I'm like, man, this ain't right. This ain't fair. This ain't fair. I heard a preacher say this one time, and I'm going to keep saying it. Pass the tissues. We all got issues. Pass the tissues. We all got issues. The world is not going to stop just because you got a problem. You got a problem? Okay, cool. All right, cool. You got a problem. 
But at the end of the day, you can't let it stop you. You got to find a solution. Don't be just sitting there ready just to be staying stagnant just because you got a problem. Don't. You got to work on being better. Not being bitter, but being better. Just like we talked about last week. You can't be bitter. You got to be better. And hey to my sister, Miss Daisy. Hey, sis. Thank you for watching. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Another thing that it taught me is I'm stronger than what I thought. This didn't kill me. COVID-19, even when I caught it, did not take me out. I was stronger than what I thought. I was able to come out of it. And what it taught me was, okay, I need to make sure that I'm still doing what I need to do. I'm still living. So that must mean that God's got more work for me to do. So if God's got more work for me to do, let me be about my father's business. Let me come out here, do what I need to do, and let me not be stagnant. Let me go out here and get this work in. Let me do what I need to do to be better. And another thing God had taught me is to be patient. Be patient. And anybody that knows me knows I'm not patient. <laughs> I want things done quick, fast, and in a hurry. And sis, don't you say amen. Don't you dare say amen, because then nobody asked for the amen chorus. I see you nodding your head over there. Don't say nothing. I'm, I'm keeping my mute on to let you speak. Freaky. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and not, and but, not be petty with you. I'm waiting till you finish. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it taught me to be patient. It taught me that let me be real. This job that I'm at now, I applied for this job in February when COVID first got started. Didn't hear from them. Went for an interview. Didn't hear from them. COVID-19 here. Okay, cool. November, I applied for this job again because they opening it back up. Okay, cool. I'll apply again. Let me see what's going on. Fast forward, April of this year, really March of this year, March, April of this year, end of March, beginning of April, I get a phone call. James, this is, and we want to hire you. We want to offer you the position that you applied for. Weekends off, benefits, everything that I was wanting. So what it taught me was to be patient, be patient in my time is not God's time. Let me be real. If I would have got it when I wanted it, I probably would have messed it up. But because God made me be patient and because God was shaping me and molding me and preparing me for where he was taking me, I was able to make it to where I'm at right now. So that's where this COVID-19, dealing with living in a COVID-19 environment and not really making money has taught me. Now, let me stop. Let me stop, though. I was getting unemployment, and that was nice, but I knew I couldn't live off that. I knew that, like, that wasn't going to be forever. So I'm like, okay, let me still, still do what I need to do. So what would be some words of encouragement that you would have for anyone that's facing that right now? 
because there are still a lot of people that are unemployed. There's some people that can't go back because of daycare and school or they, they don't feel that it's safe and they're worried for their health because so many people have lost loved ones. I've lost loved ones as well. So what would you, what would be some words of encouragement or, you know, that you would drop on them? Give them some gems. Man, for me, what I would tell them is something that I always say on every live video that I do. And I heard this from my former pastor, the late Reverend Dr. Fred K. Haney Jr. And I didn't understand it when he said it when I was younger. But as I've gotten older, I understand it. Our disappointments, sometimes our disappointments are nothing more than God's appointments. Meaning, some things that we're looking at is bad. God is only turning it around for our good. Be patient. Trust the process. Trust that God has a plan for you. Let me let y'all in on something. If God has a plan for the birds in the air, if he has a plan for the animals and all of that, and he has a plan for the grass to grow. Do you think that he's not going to have a plan for himself? Do you, you think he's going to let you go without? He's not. It may seem like he forgot about you, but he didn't. None of this caught God by surprise. Just keep the faith. Keep believing in him. Keep trusting in him. Keep improving yourself. Keep doing the things that you need to do to make sure that you are getting yourself into alignment to where God wants you to be. Some scriptures that helped me when I was going through it was Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me, which lets me know that with my own strength, I can't do nothing. Let me be real. When I was trying to do this on my own, trying to find jobs on my own, trying to do what I wanted to do, trying to act like I was Superman, like I didn't need no help from anybody else, God had to literally lay me on my back and make me realize, you're not Superman. You do need help, and you can't do nothing without my strength. You can't do nothing without me. If it ain't for me, you wouldn't even be here right now. So let's not get it twisted. You need me. Another thing... Another scripture would be Isaiah 54 and 17, which tells us no weapon formed against this shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Which lets us know weapons are going to form. He didn't tell us that we wasn't going to have hard times. He didn't tell us that we wasn't going to have days where we felt like giving up. He didn't tell us that there wasn't going to be times where we felt like throwing in the towel. He didn't tell us that. But what he told us is they won't prosper. In other words, the victory's already been given to us. The fight that we are fighting right now is a fixed fight. The battle's been fought and the victory's been won. One thing that I always go back to was... Last year, when COVID-19 first got started, a lot of us started watching the ESPN documentary on The Last Dance, Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. Anybody that knows me knows I was a Chicago Bulls fan through and through. I still have everything Jordan, all that. 
rocking with Jordan to the day I die. I'm sorry. I love LeBron, but LeBron ain't the GOAT. Le- Michael is the GOAT. So every time I would watch a game, even though I knew it didn't catch me by surprise, even when Michael was down, it wouldn't catch me by surprise because I knew what the outcome was going to be. I knew at the end of the day, Michael was going to find a way to win this game. And hello to my sister, Brittany. Hello, Brittany. Hey, thank you for tuning in. And But if Michael Jordan can find a way to win a basketball game, I knew that God was going to find a way to get me out of this situation that I'm going through. Whether it be sickness, whether it be lack of money, whether it be feeling like I'm at my lowest point, like I can't figure this out. I had to turn it over to him and leave it there. I couldn't pick it up anymore. I had to literally lean on his strength, his power, and his might. That was the only way that I was going to make it. And another thing that it did was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It taught me to trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into your own understanding. And all thy ways acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. I had to realize that it ain't me. It ain't about me. It's not about me. It's all about him. I had to surrender my will to his will. Because let me be real. If it was up to me, I wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't even be in Kentucky right now. Let me just be real. Because my plan was to be out. But God had another plan for me. And I'm grateful that God's plan was 10 times better than what my plan was. I'm grateful for that because God's plan led me to right where I am right now, right where I need to be. And I wouldn't have it any other way. And last but certainly not least, Psalms 27 and 14, where it says, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. It taught me, in this season, it taught me that I had to wait on God. I have to. That's the only way that I'm going to make it. That's the only way that I'm going to be able to win. That's the only way that I'm going to be able to come out on top is I have to wait on the Lord. I have to. That's the only way that I'm going to be able to be successful. Everything that I do is because of him. The reason why I'm living, the reason why I'm moving, the way I'm moving right now, the job that I have right now, the positions that I have right now, is all because of him. Y'all look at me, and y'all might think that it's about me, but I will be quick to tell you, it is all about him. Because everything that I had planned, God had another plan for it, and I'm grateful but his plan being 10 times better than what my plan was. So that would be some ways of encouragement, I believe, with him. And uh, one more thing. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but this right here really helped me in so many ways. And if you all have watched the last couple of episodes of PRL, then 
like I said, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but this song right here really helped me in a lot of ways. And I'm going to just play a tidbit of it, if y'all don't mind, which is... So this song right here really helped me in so many ways. And I'm gonna drop the link for it as well. This is by Joy Quartet Ministries out of Detroit, Michigan, you guys. song right there really helped me in many ways because that was my testimony was Lord just use me as you please like empty out anything that's not uh you and just have your way have your way and everything I say have your way and everything that I do use me to the point to where the world sees all of you and none of me so that was my testimony. And uh, you guys, the link is in the comment section. And also I'm gonna drop the link for Search Flow's boutique. Search Flow boutique, you guys, we definitely want y'all to support that. Like I said, this whole month, we are sponsored by Search Flow boutique. You guys be on the lookout. A link for her page will be posted on the Instagram page, which is Will Talk Monday. And also, it will be posted on the regular page as well, this page as well. So you guys be on the lookout, like I said, and plus, there will be a lot more coming with her very soon. So we are excited about what God is doing with her, with her business. Like I said, we are proud of her and her partner and just wish them nothing but the best. So at this point, while I put this other link in the comments section, sis, you got anything for him? No. You did really good. It was awesome. I enjoyed the show a lot. Good scriptures. Oh, thank you. Thank you. To God be the glory. Like, man, this ain't about me. Like I always say, 
It's not about me. It's all about him. Like if it ever becomes about me, then we will stop his whole show because, um, you know, it's not about me. It's all about him. And the link for the page is in the comment section. So you guys definitely go check that out. Search Blow Boutique. It is in the comment section, you guys. Like I said, y'all get with her. Even if if you just need styling, like you need help getting styled for like a date night or an important function that you got going on, yo, get with her. She'll have you looking right. I promise you. I promise you. I get with her a lot about some of this stuff before I even buy it. Like, yo, sis, this gonna look right, right? And she'll be like, either she'll be like, leave it alone, or be, yeah, go on ahead. Yeah, that'd be cute. That'd be cute. So I wouldn't trust, I wouldn't tell y'all something that I don't try out myself. So definitely support her. And you guys wait till next week, because next week it's gonna be on my sister Hannah. And we're gonna be talking about dating in COVID. Yes. Come on. Come on, Dayton. Come on, Dayton. Y'all see that smile on her face. Y'all see that smile on her face. Jesus had a little help putting that smile on her face. You know, you know, Jesus had a little bit of help. You know, my brother-in-law doing something white. My brother-in-law doing something white. I like it. I like it. I like it. So we looking forward to next week. And uh, go on ahead, sis. I don't have anything. All right. So Next week is gonna be awesome, so don't miss out. He'll yes. be, he'll be silent, and I get to do all the talking. I'm actually glad <laughs> he's doing all the talking today because my voice is not what it needs to be. Yes. So next week, y'all, y'all not gonna be hearing from me as much. It's gonna be on my sister. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, at this time, we're going over to my girl, Miss Tati, Tatiana. We are glad to have her back with us this week. Last week, she had a little bit of technical difficulties, but y'all guess what? We got her back this week, and she ready. She got some high affirmations for us. So, yo, sis, it's on you, Tati. Let them hear it. Hey, y'all. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, you good. Okay. Um, y'all won't be able to see me this week, unfortunately, but I'm still going to go forth with the affirmations. Um, and still uh, setting the tone for our week. Uh, so to all the women, all the young girls who are listening, who are watching, um, just want to remind you and affirm that you are beautiful, you are wanted, you are desired. You also desire all that you do want. You are more than enough. And you are queens. Regardless of what, has happened to you, regardless of what's happening to you in this moment or what will happen in the future, regardless of if someone's mishandled you, regardless of if you've mishandled yourself in the past, you are still all of those things. You're a queen. And just remember that regardless of how hard it gets, that your crown should still sit on top of your head. And I affirm that to you. And to all the men in the room, or anyone that's listening, the men that's listening, or the young boys that's watching, just remember that you are enough. You are desired amongst the queens in the community. 
You deserve all that you desire as well. You are loved. We hear you. We see you. We view you. We honor your views. Um, and just like I told the queens, you're a king yourself. But just like I told them, no matter if someone's mishandled you, no matter how you feel, no matter what you've been through, what you're going through, what you will go through, just always remember that, again, you are loved, you are viewed, you are desired, you are needed. Um, black kings, you are definitely needed. And when it comes to your crown, proudly wear it on top of your head, humbly wear it on top of your head, and continue to push. We need you, and again, we, we really do desire you. I know that it's hard sometimes for males in, the commu in our community um, to feel that because us queens, we just, you know, we're just a little independent. So I just want to remind you that you're definitely needed and you're desired. And y'all just have a blessed week. And we thank our sister for those wonderful affirmations. We appreciate that. Now, now, we about to head on over there to Clubhouse. If y'all got Clubhouse, meet us in the Clubhouse room. Our bro, Minister EJ Bolden, will not be with us tonight. Uh, he is out doing ministry. He just texted me his connection is bad, but we're going to go forth and do what we are supposed to do. We're going to bless y'all. And uh, yo, y'all, meet us over there in Clubhouse. We will be over there very shortly. Peace. See y'all shortly. Bye.